Welcome to episode 36 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Bogen, and Ryan Dempsey. We are back off the heels of a awesome... Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> the king is back. Yeah, we got King Rhino back with us. We are off the heels of an awesome UFC 202 last Saturday night. Uh, let's uh, Before we get into the fights, uh, how are you guys feeling coming, coming off of that one? Ryan, I know you're on vacation now, so... Yeah, um... Oh, Christ, that card. The only thing I can say about that card, um, I cannot honestly think of a, a card where we saw four knockouts or TKOs, and yet the main event somehow was able to overstage all the fights combined. Yeah. Like that was one of the most ridiculous cards that I've seen in Ursa. I can't, I don't even know if I can put a, like, I could probably put a fight better than that card, but I couldn't put a card overall better than that. Top to bottom, I can't really argue yeah. with you. I mean, there was quality from front to back. The, was, uh, the exciting knockouts that he mentioned were. Were fun to see. It wasn't a. It wasn't a card that drug on. I mean, a lot of fights ended early. Yeah, we had the main event starting. I think before midnight. Yeah. Like right, right around just midnight. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we, we saw what was it? It went what? Um, was it uh, like uh, second round knockout, first round knockout, second round knockout, first minute knockout? And then fucking knock it out of the park. Yeah, with the with the main event. I mean, well, even the, I mean, what did we have? Three I, fights. Three fights that went to the judges the whole night. I think. I think McGregor, uh, McGregor Diaz, Pennington, Phillips. I, I, I definitely, I definitely, I missed like uh, you guys are all aware that I missed um, all the prelims like I mentioned on last week's show. Um, I think but yeah, like the main card. Yeah. We only had one fight go the go the distance. I think overall, else was Garbrandt. Decided. Yeah, Marcos and Phillips went to the decision. Lavov and Avila went to the decision, and the main fight, and that was it. That was a was it Marcos decided? Well, I thought Marcos was not, Maca- uh, not Marcos. Pennington, Pennington. It was Pennington, Phillips, Lavov, Avila, and the McGregor Diaz right, fight. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only three fights that didn't that went the distance. Yeah. The whole night. It was exciting. Night. Yeah, when, when was last? When was last time that we had like an eleven thirty? They're they're able to play the entire promo to the main event, and twelve o'clock the main event starting. Yeah, like, this for was the last few cards. It's been like twelve, twelve thirty um, Eastern yeah. time uh, walkout. Well, it was like I'm watching the prelims or the early prelims. They're done. 10, 15 minutes before 8 o'clock. Right. So I switched over, caught the last part of the FS1 uh, prelim show. Start the FS1 prelims. Those are done. I mean, you get my favorite segment of all, which is Dana and Joe yell at each other for five minutes leading up to a pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, we joke. Like, that's a big joke with the group of guys that I watch. Like, we watch with. We all just sit around waiting for the pre-fight. Joe and Dana screaming at each other. Because neither one of them put in an earpiece so they can hear one another and trying to yell over Bob O'Reilly. It just makes perfect sense. But it's my favorite It's my favorite moment of the prelims, man. It really is my favorite moment of the prelims. Because I just start doing impressions of those two screaming at each other. I can, uh, usually... actually, uh, have you guys ever, uh, ever been to a, to a live event, like a live pay-per-view? No. Never. Right, I've never so been to a live fight. I was, I was at the... Um... 
GSP DS1 in Montreal, and I did say GSP DS1 there. Uh, and my seats faced right down onto Goldberg and Rogan. Oh. And I swear to God, their faces were cherry red. And they're talking to the like, you, I mean, you see people talking about microphone on any daily basis. They're calm and cool because they know the microphone is going to amplify whatever I say. They were yelling it there when I saw them. I can only imagine what they were trying to get across at that card. Jesus. Yeah. Well, those are good seats, man. Yeah, man, those are. So you uh, you had mentioned on Facebook earlier today before we actually get into this card, you uh, you had a little bit of a, a a scoop that you wanted to drop, and you were saving it for the show. So uh, let's hear your nugget. Let's hear your little nugget, Ryan Dempsey yeah. Insider. Uh, I I I have it on very very good uh, word that the. Oh. Next main event is going to be Nick Diaz, George St. Pierre 2 in, uh, in uh, George St. Pierre's uh, uh, return to the UFC. Uh, I obviously can't confirm it because I don't have any connection to the UFC or to George St. Pierre, but I have, uh, I have a close source um, uh, of George St. Pierre's. And that is the rumblings that I'm hearing. And they seem to be ironclad from from what he says. So you, you're, you're coming from a reliable source that at UFC in Toronto in December, the main event's going to be George St. Pierre and Nate Diaz Part 2. Or Nick Diaz, I'm sorry. Nick. Nick no, Diaz. Diaz. <laughs> Not Nate. Nate's sitting, on his, Nate's sitting on his ass waiting for Connor. So, you know, six, eight months from now. He can wait for a long time. Because, uh, Connor has to win the, uh, the lightweight uh, strap from Alvarez. Oh, and then I got to send him out to Croke Part in Ireland before Nate gets another fight. Well, Connor's got that fossil broken foot. He's got to well, get cleared first. They, they said it's not uh, it's not broken. It's just they, they, they put him on a temporary a medical layoff. Temp- it's temporary. They talk because I watched yeah. you. I watched UFC tonight last yeah. night. He's just got to get checked out, and as long as nothing's broken, he'll get cleared within a month or two. Yeah, I, I, honestly, what I think they're doing, um, and the news did break. I was going to mention something along these lines later on with uh, respects to uh, uh, Cerrone, uh, but Cerrone has signed with the UFC, so I feel like they're going to do uh, Alvarez Cerrone probably late this year while Connor's on the quote-unquote shelf. Early next year, we'll probably see Connor fight for the lightweight strap, win the strap, forfeit the featherweight, Diaz, McGregor, three, Croke Park. You don't... Why not do it? Why not do it St. Patrick's Day weekend, guys? You don't think they throw Connor on UFC 205? I don't think he makes it. I... I, I, I Front row Dempsey I, here. I, I think if he can make the clearance... I think he gets cleared to him, but I think that signing Alvarez or uh, signing Cerrone, they're going to want to give Cerrone a big fight. I don't think uh, Connor's going to go for the featherweight strap against uh, Aldo. I think he's going to just give up it, just give it to him. Let Aldo what he wants to do. I think the cuts can be too much for him, so I think he's going to go for the lightweight strap. And I think they're going to go to Cerrone and do a Cerrone Alvarez winner versus uh, McGregor. Uh, Super Bowl weekend, two hundred nine. McGregor wins at two hundred nine, and then he can say that he's the he's the king of two hundred nine. 
I'm sure that wouldn't stir the uh, DSs any much, eh? Hmm. That's that's, that's, a, that's an interesting theory you got going on there, Ryan. I uh, I have a lot of interesting thoughts, guys. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had heard a conflicting actually just before we started about George Saint Pierre that said he's ready to return, but he was talking about taking on Tyron Woodley for the Walter Wade title. I think um, I think it's hard to deny St. Pierre that shot. I mean, it is hard to deny him the shot. He, he, he retired the champ, or walked away the champ. Yeah, so he didn't retire. He was um, beaten into retirement. But, but if they throw short St. Pierre to Woodley, what are you with Wonderboy at this point? Nothing. Like, 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 what do you... I mean, is Wonder Boy going to wait... So one sec, uh, 205 is uh, three months away, two and a half months away. Uh, then you add another, say, four, like, four months on that. Is Wonderboy going to wait seven months? I mean, like, is I mean Woodley, Tyron did. Like did. No strap, no I scrap. I don't see Wonderboy doing it. I don't see Wonderboy taking the no strap, no scrap approach like like he did but again anything's possible these days man if it don't make dollars it don't make sense that's right hey maybe Bellator call him <laughs> yeah they can try he ain't going nowhere so nah, not at all. let's uh let's get into these fights guys uh main event if you did not watch this card or you haven't watched this fight yet what the hell are you doing listening to this show you missed. You he missed. missed out on a you major, major of MMA if you didn't watch that fight. This is this is definitely fight of the year candidate. I absolutely. No, no. I think that um, the only fight that's uh, currently announced that could overtake this one is the one this Saturday. And I don't think that Maya and Conda can overtake this one. There's no way. No. I don't see a scrap that can overtake this one. There isn't. There I isn't just, one. There's a couple of fights that have happened before that I think could be up there for a fight of the year to beat it out. Uh, DJ or TJ Cruz, uh, that Lawler, uh, Lawler, Lawler Condit was a really great that, fight. That was my big one. That was my, but, that was my number one. But I, I, I think this is, this is a runaway for fight of the year so far. Uh, Everything you can could I, ask for. Uh, can I just throw one thing out there? Yeah. Um, not even fight of the year. Um, and there's no bias. I mean, Connor is my current uh, pound for pound number one, and he's my current go-to fighter. But that fight was the greatest fight of all time, based off of all. Based off of everything going into the fight, based off of the hype, based off of the performances, based off of everything, that fight was the greatest fight in UFC history. Okay. All right. I like I like your boldness, Ryan. I like your boldness. And I've watched a lot of fights a lot of times. You've watched this fight a lot of times, in particular. Um, oh, that's true. Too, so, man. so Connor Connor gets the the majority decision. Two judges saw it 48 to 47. Glenn Trowbridge, who we'll get into in a little while, saw it as a 47-47 majority draw. Um, before we really get into breaking down the fight, let's talk a little bit about the aftermath of the fight. Uh, a conversation the three of us have all had in in private and messages. Uh, a lot of fans um, angry. A lot of people calling 
Conor McGregor out as a runner and all these other things. A lot of people in the jiu-jitsu community especially um, really taking the Nate Diaz as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy so we're with Nate no matter what. He won that fight. Uh, good question. Yeah. Tell us latest. Um is he a pretty good uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, would you say? I would say so. I would say that... He's, t- he, he, he's got his black belt. He can, he's probably better than McGregor. I'm sorry, what? Would you say that he's at least uh, better than McGregor? Absolutely. So when Anderson Silva called him to the ground and he walked away, would you say that us like this uh, should have uh, been just completely obliterated online? Oh, no. Not at all. Because back on uh, April 18th, 2009, when Talos Latis fought for the bell, every time Silva went to the ground, Talos Latis ran for his life, called him up, and no one said boo. Everyone said, oh, well, Anderson Silva's better on the ground, so we just got to let him do what he's got to do. Did you really Conor just... Conor says, he's better than me on the ground. I want to take him standing up because we can both vote. And everyone has a big issue with it. Wait, wait. Did you just not only reference the Talos Latis Anderson Silva fight, but you dated it? I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to say it was April 18th, 2009. I could be wrong. It could I'm be. Sure you're right. Yeah, I, I'm sure you're not far off. Good lord, Ryan! What the fuck, man? <laughs> the computer. <laughs> Thing was the 18th of April. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of people talking about seriously, like like we've seen these things happen time and time and time again. Where we've seen jujitsu practitioners not want to go against another jujitsu practitioner, and no one says anything. No, but because it's Conor McGregor. It's oh, he's a pussy. Yeah, oh, why did he do this? It's like, not oh, even you know what, guys. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say it's not even a lot of them that we're talking about him being scared to go to the ground with with Nate. It's more the uh, talking about him running away when they were when Nate was pressuring him and he was getting close to the cage and he's turning around and going back towards the center of the octagon to not get pushed up against the cage to reset to reset. Um, it's the control thing really got to me too. That was a, a fight metric stat that somebody tried to post in a in a conversation. We're arguing. She's like Connor won the fight or Connor lost the fight because he ran. Really? Because when you knock a guy down three times? Yeah. Decisively. <gasps> decisively. Not just slips, but dropped his ass. Yeah. Hit him with a left, and about two seconds later, his body reacted, and we lost right. And he fell down, and that was that. Three knockdowns to no knockdowns. I'm sorry. And you got one of seven of takedowns. One of seven. Connor stuffed every takedown you tried for. Besides the last one, yeah, we got some internet issues. We'll get Ryan back as soon as we possibly can. Um, a big thing that I've seen with the uh, BJJ community is the fact that they think every fight in here is a jujitsu tournament. Exactly, it's not. This is a mixed martial arts fight. So it's a fight. just because a guy has a black belt in jujitsu doesn't mean that he's not going to get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. A box. There's boxers in there too. There's wrestlers in there. There's taekwondo in there. There's ta- there's muay thai in there. It's not just because you are 
the best or the the better at jujitsu doesn't mean that you're supposed to win the fight. Yeah, it's it's not a Brazilian jujitsu match. It's a fight. Dude. Sorry, guys. No, you're good, man. We're uh... um, so where we left off here is we're just uh, going off about McGregor and the uh, um, going to the ground. Yep. What I was saying, what I was saying was, um, there a lot of them were just screaming about him running in the you know in the uh, fourth and fifth and stuff like that instead of uh, when Nate was pressuring him up against the fence. Oh, that was that was another big one for me. Like you saw. Uh, um... <laughs> A lot in the third round, like uh, clinching is one thing, but when you're leaning all your weight on a guy and catching your breath and putting pressure on, okay, it's strategy, yes. But when you're doing it for three, four minutes around, at one point is that not considered running away? What did you guys see in the gas tanks of these guys? I was really surprised by Connor's gas tank. Um, I thought yeah, after that second. I thought for sure after that second round. Like I said last week, um, I thought Connor um, had to finish the fight. Uh, I was, I was so impressed by the fact. I mean, I messaged you guys um, during the fight on Saturday um, at the end of the third round. I said to you guys, like, I, I honestly, I had a momentary lapse of faith where I said, okay, guys, uh, knockout, TKO, or submission, Connor's going to lose in this round. How's it going to be? Because I I had so many bad memories pop into my head of that, that first fight. And I don't know how the hell he had that gas tank come back into him. Like I've seen second wins, but that was something else for me. Yeah. It's his... The ability to come back into it into the in the fourth, especially after the beating he took in the third, I, I my respect level went up even higher, and know, I already respected him a lot. We know that Nate uh, and Nick both they're decathletes, triathletes, yep. whatever they are. Yeah, you know so that they're not going to Alcatraz to California well, and then doing shots on the boat and saying, "Okay, we got next week, right?" <laughs> Well, we know that they're not going to run out of gas. They're going to keep fighting Never. for 10 rounds, yeah. 15 rounds. It doesn't matter. So it's not – I didn't worry so much about Nate's tank holding up because I knew it was going to no matter what. Yeah. Um, I seen yeah. I seen Connor sucking some wind uh, at third. I think it was at the third. End of the second. And, yeah, end of the second. Uh, yeah, and, and I think it was the, yeah, like late in the second round he kind of saw him – slowing down the strikes and then there was that that third round is that that's why i messaged you guys um earlier this week about the fight uh, um my was uh sunday jeff you were going back to watch and i asked you to check that third round out because for me that was the big one because it was that cardio in the third yeah nate's the third just the fact that connor got through the third was super impressive to me uh, the way Nate came back in that one and took the, took control was great. I still don't understand where anybody got a 10-8 round for for Nate Diaz out of that. I don't get it either. And, and not give Connor a 10-8 round. I'm fine with a 10-8 round in the third, but yeah, like Jeff, you said, um, you're going to give a 10-8 uh, in the third 10-8. You, you have to give a 10-8 or a 10-7 to Connor um, in the second. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I... Um, uh, actually, I watched the fight surprisingly about an hour ago, and um, shock. That was my big focus. Was the um, 
definitely see the second round. I can see it being a 10-7 because Nate finished stronger. But at the same time, you get dropped twice in the and he was dropped twice in the first minute and ten seconds. That's what's scary to me. Is if you're getting dropped that quickly, you can't say, "Oh, he started slow but got stronger at the end." Right. You got dropped on your ass. That was an argument where it's like, okay, you, you got to lose a point somewhere. Yep, that was an argument I had with somebody on Twitter. They were trying to come back at me with, with well, Nate came back in the second round at the end and, and beat up on Connor. Connor was winning that fight or winning that round for the first three minutes. He had dropped you twice, and it wasn't until about three and a half minutes to four minutes into the round that Nate started coming back. That's not enough yeah. for me to consider that a still, win for you. And even still, that wasn't even um, – you go back and watch some of those uh, some of those shots in slow motion. Nate, yes, and he was landing stopped and slaps. Yep. And a lot of you them. have to wonder why. If he was to not slap Connor, but to maybe try and just like close the fist, he was landing clean slaps. Yeah. If that fist is closed, he might graze him, or he might land something that could put him out. Going on for that disrespectful slap, but I feel like that's actually sort of cost him fights. It has. It absolutely has. It's won him some fights, and it's cost him plenty of fights. I think. I just. It was a classic fight. It was everything I could have asked for for a main event. Uh, I don't understand anybody's arguments of Connor running and Nate won the fight and Nate was robbed because Nate wasn't robbed of shit. You don't want to lose a fight. Don't get dropped three times in the first two rounds. And you can talk to me all you want about his control. Not, not even two rounds. Not even two rounds, but in the first six minutes of the right, fight. Right. The first six minutes. And then... Like, someone wanted to point... Same person that I was arguing with about, she was trying to use control. The control uh, stats. Um, I'm sorry, but right. when you just push a guy to the cage and you don't do shit, Connor was hitting Nate in a clinch yeah. a lot more yeah. than Nate was hitting well, I, Connor. That's it. I mean, and you watch um, uh, the end of the third round... When um, Nate has Connor pressed against, surprisingly, Nate once again has Connor pressed against the fence and leaning, and he was landing some nice shots, albeit um, the second that Nate starts to break away, Connor's dodging a lot of them. He's yeah. dodge, 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 eat one, eat one, dodge, dodge, dodge. Like, if Nate's throwing 10 punches and he lands two, well, of course, it's going to look bad on slow motion when he, when they show the one punch that he lands. They're not showing the six that he missed. Right, exactly. I, the, I think one of the things I was most impressed of coming out of this fight was Connor's, Connor's wrestling ability, excuse me, in the clinch, and Connor's takedown his, defense. His takedown defense was outstanding. Well, but I mean, even, even in the clinch and stuff, his pummeling. And, under, uh, sorry? I was just saying, like, even in the clinch, like, the way he was pummeling in for position, it wasn't just like Nate was getting an over-under or a collar tie and he was controlling it. Connor was fighting in and trying right. to trying to advance the position and turn turn things around, but his takedown defense was awesome. You go back uh, prior to this fight and you look at uh, Connor's uh, takedown defense, it's in the 70s. Connor's takedown defense, I feel, was... Um, 
very understated because he has such a bad ground game. I think it was understated because he hadn't fought a lot of strong wrestlers either. He has three losses and they're all by submission, right? Right. So his ground game is always going to be picked apart. But what they don't say is that you got to really try to take him down. I mean, how many times did Nate Diaz have a fucking deep double leg? And Connor said, "Uh uh-uh. Six. it was, uh, it was, what, the 15 seconds left in the fight before Nate was able to get him down? Yeah. And even then, Connor didn't look that, all that shabby on the ground. No, not at all. Connor looked good. But uh, what I was saying to, to your point about Connor's takedown defense being underrated, I don't know if it was so much it was underrated as much as it was he hadn't faced a strong wrestler to get a test. You know, he hadn't fought a, right. a, until at that point hadn't fought a Chad Mendez, and even then didn't do a very good job of being successful stopping the takedown with Chad. Yeah, I mean, you're talking a Frankie wrestler, and you're talking Chad Mendez. I mean, those, those are two different beasts. Well, but he hadn't even McGregor. fought any strong but, wrestlers. Uh, period. Put McGregor. Yeah, great MMA wrestlers. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what happens there, and we're probably going to see that next. Against Eddie, if that's where they go, I'm still leaning towards him going down and closing out featherweight. I don't think he. Just... Uh, I think he's going to go and take on Aldo too. Uh, that's I what I think. I think Forty-five is too much of a cut. I don't think he does. I don't think he does the fourth. I, I think, think I think he does it. I think he goes. He closes out the chapter with Aldo, knocks him out again, and then walks away and says, "All right, you guys can do an interim title fight for whoever wants to take this fucking belt. I'm done." I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he walks away well, just vacating yeah, the title. Yeah, that wouldn't even be an intro because it's already intro. He would use well, it. It would just be. Uh, it would, we'd we'd end up seeing fucking Edgar Aldo three for the uh, undisputed, which we don't. You know, we don't even need to see. Just give just give Aldo the belt because Aldo is just, Aldo is just gonna pick apart that division all over again. True, unless Connor beats him into into retirement. You know, he drops him again in you know thirteen seconds what to thirty seconds. When? 30, 15, maybe 16. I don't think that he drops. That's the fucking left hook. I don't think he I'm drops him that quickly, but it was, all in all, it was everything I could have asked for out of a main event. Uh, I know, Dave, you felt the same way, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it's the hype, right, guys? Yeah. It's the fact that that hype that was built, it was, it was going to be 200. And then it was uh, Connor didn't want to travel, so it was denied. Connor's going to retire. And then, oh, I'm coming back, and it's going to be whenever. And then they make it 202, a random card, and nothing is said up until when, like, what was it? Like, they fucking did 202, or they did uh, 200 and 201. They threw on some fight nights, and then they're like, oh, and by the way, Connor DS2 is coming up next week. And then all of a sudden, the fucking MMA world just blew up. It, they, they, there was, it was just like a, a nice silent sea. And then all of a sudden, last Wednesday, last Tuesday, the fucking hurricane came, and that fight went from zero to fucking 600. Yeah, it was it, it was everything that, that we needed coming back, trying to get over that, uh, that long hangover of... Because even, like, a lot of people were kind of saying the fight had a lot of hype to it, but it didn't, I think, due to a bit of MMA overload just in the last couple of months, um, 
we've just kind of, it was just like, okay, here comes another fight card, all right. And then all of a sudden, we, we get into it, and it's like, holy shit. Now we're coming up on some overload, too. We're yeah. going to have a lot of fights lot. over the next month. A lot. So let's uh, let's move on to the co-main event. The rest of these fights, I mean, realistically, there's not going to be a ton of discussion, I don't think, because not a lot of shit happened. Uh Anthony Johnson. Well, it's good because I, I, I missed all those other fights. I only got to see the Coleman in the main event because I was privy to watching the Tragical Hips' last concert ever. So Yeah. yeah I have no idea. We, we in America have no reference. <laughs> your, your one Canadian, one or two Canadian friends that listen to the show now because of you will will be able to understand your Tragically Hip reference. The rest of us are There's just like... many Canadians Ooh. and also uh, Eric Holtgren. He will definitely agree with me when I talk about uh, the Tragically yeah, we know that we know that you have one American ally in Eric Holtgren, but Eric likes I'll some. Find a second if I have to. Eric Eric likes obscure music, though. Listen, I will send you guys a couple songs and albums to listen to, and you guys will start begging me for Putin in the mail. I try right, to listen to some. Will do to you. I listen to some Tragically Hip on YouTube uh, to help me fall asleep. <laughs> you motherfucker! You know, and it worked. It worked better. Yeah, than, uh... you guys literally died of brain cancer. You guys are taking cheap shots at him. Like, wait, God. nobody took any cheap shots. We just said that we don't know. He's falling asleep to their music. Well, he's going for the cheap He falls asleep to. You can fall asleep to a lot of things, man. Mostly Canadian music, but I fall asleep to a lot of music. At least he didn't say Celine Dion. Yeah, that's because you guys are old. Oh, don't don't ever call Celine Dion Canadian. We send her to Las Vegas to get rid of her. Yeah, we're trying to figure out a way to send her back because we don't want her anymore. <laughs> now, guys, before we, we uh, Celine Dion. before we go on past the main event, there's one last thing that I want to talk Same about time. in there, and that's um, Nate Diaz's use of the vape. Oh, pen. the CBD vape pen. Now, um, well, do we? I like to. I like to um, um, can I? Uh, can I? I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, uh, I heard it. Um, oh, uh, Brennan Shaw, uh, fighter in the kid. Brennan Shaw get the breakdown of it. Um, so you get your post-fight test is up to six hours after your after your fight. Right. Um, odds are the second you hit the dressing room. They're waiting for you, and you pee. Yep. They then have six hours to do another sample if they want to. Um, so if Nate Diaz in that time frame had had peed in a cup, uh, he's good. Wow. Because he can test positive for the pen thing at the press conference. But if he has another sample within the six hours that's clean, there's nothing to worry about. Here's, here's regardless the... of how potent the... The uh, the levels of, of uh, THC is. That's the thing is that That's I want a, to uh, yeah. refer to Jeff here as our resident <laughs> when it comes to this because when I need <laughs> advice on this, you know, Jeff is the guy to go to. This is CBD. Yep, this, this is... isn't him firing up a bowl of, of weed as it is. There's this is an extract yep. of the plant, and it's not necessarily THC. It's a separate cannabinoid. So, so THC is the psychoactive ingredient in the marijuana that gives you your high and can give you different effects and stuff. Those cannabinoids and the metabolites that come from the THC cannabinoid are what the NSAC tests for. 
CBD oil is 100% legal here in the United States. Yes. President Obama completely decriminalized CBD because it has no THC and it doesn't get you high. It is 110% strictly for medical use. It it relieves. It's very good for relieving pain, like Nick said, or like Nate said, inflammation. Um, it helps. Can I just say though uh, that the Diaz's, either of them grabbing a weed pen moments after right. the fight in front uh, of the but, entire world. But it's probably like the most. The no, no, no. It's, it I, it's, it's the most Diaz thing ever. Like, but even just, such a shot, though. Like, like I just love it. But even Nate, even Nate said, you know, that it's it's CBD. They're, they can they can test him. The, the NSAC can go after him. They're not going to get anything for him because he's not going to piss positive for THC. He's going to, and there's no test for CBD. It doesn't it doesn't show up in a THC test. So right. they can go ahead and go after him all they want. I commend the dude for having the balls and then actually talking about it and being like, yeah, this is CBD oil. It's not like he was just like, yeah, I'm smoking some weed. He he broke it down for Ariel. He was like, you know, this is CBD. This is medicine. This is what it it does. This is so. I I mean, I love to see what the NSAC and USADA is going to try to do. I've kept a lot well, of like, those like, tabs like, on so it. That's, that's what no, um, they can't. Like, on, on, the, on the fire, they they did mention that because there's um, a six hour window. If if within six hours he tests. Absolutely clean. If it within that six time, within that time frame, if he does test uh, dirty for anything, it also doesn't count. If he tests clean at any point, so he, he's going uh, like there's almost like a one hundred percent chance that he's just going to walk away from this. Yeah, they've got they've got absolutely nothing on him with a CBD pen. It, it's, what I wanted, to, yeah, that's what I wanted to make sure that our listeners knew about the difference between. Uh, the CBD and just you know smoking marijuana. Exactly. I wanted them to realize that there is a huge difference. Um, he wasn't up there smoking weed. There was that's an extract and a process that goes through to pull out a certain is, piece yeah, of, so how of great that would it plant. Instead of the pen, he just fucking grabbed a joint, took a big well, puff, and right in his face. How amazing would that have been, though? Come on, that would have got his ass suspended. I would have, I would have loved to have seen him pull out a joint at the press conference and just start blazing it up. But I, would, I, I, would I got pay, a card. I would it's fine to see that happen, especially since his card's recognized in, in Las Vegas. So that's right, yeah. Nevada, Nevada, one of the five states that recognizes outside medical marijuana cards. Do we? Yes, we do. We do. Michigan, Michigan's awesome. Michigan, Maine, Maryland, Arizona, and Nevada. Aha. Those are your hey, guys, come to Canada where our Prime Minister smokes it, but it's not legal. I'll stick in Michigan where I can smoke it, and yeah, it is legal. <laughs> That's, dude, I, I, had messaged, I had messaged you two, because when me and my friends get together for these fights, we stay pretty heavily medicated. Like, I don't really drink a lot when I do. It's usually when I'm playing shows, but I like to, to medicate, and that's how I watch the fights. I got lost, and they ended up... It's absolutely funny and, that... It's just funny that Nate Diaz is going through the, the fight that he goes through. He takes out a vape pen or a, a CBD pen, um, and all of a sudden, no one's talking about the fight that he had, but the fact that he's smoking a pen, and he's like, like uh, I, the whole thing is just stupid to me. It's completely stupid. It's ridiculous. He knew what he was doing, but what I was saying was, 
I got so medicated that I got confused on my rounds, and at the end of the fourth, I thought the fight was over. I had messaged you two, and I was like, so, so who do you guys who do you guys think won the fight? And then Ryan was like, yeah, that was a hell of a fourth round right there. And I was like, oh, shit. I still have one more fucking round to go. It was like that camp for last time. You saying that to me. That's fine. Yeah, dude, I was, I was gone. I had I, the, first, the first and second round became one giant blur, and they all just became one round. And so by the fourth, so I was like, for ten minutes, is whipped ass, and uh, the second that Nate Diaz started fighting back, that was the second round. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it was like holy shit. What was that cat on the last fight that got confused and thought the fight was over? Oh, that was um. This, this was Jeff at the end of the fourth. Ross Pearson. That's Ross Pearson. Yeah, Ross got knocked yeah, out so hard. That was me. Jeff pulled us here. I did. I just said that three seconds ago. Listen to me, guys. Come on. You just probably in a different country doesn't mean I'm uh, I'm silent. Come you on. probably cut off. You guys are gonna go back and listen. To the, you guys are gonna go back and listen to the show. I'm gonna say Ross Pearson, and you guys are gonna go, oh shit! Ryan no, said that. you and cut off seconds one. later. We brought it back up. It's uh, your three G. It keeps cutting you off, man. I get ignored in America. <laughs> so let's move it on to the, to the co-main event, which lasted um, thirteen seconds. Yeah, I called that one to the yeah. letter. And can I? Uh, can I actually? Uh, I want to give Dave uh, Thank you. massive props for that one. I yeah, fuck. Oh See, my god! I just I don't know. Hey, I, I messaged you guys. No, sorry, go on, Dave. You know, it's something with Rumble that the fight is going to end with one, two, three, four, five, whatever punches, real quick, or he's going to lose. And right. this this one, I saw him. Yeah. I, just, I just saw him doing that. Yeah. You know? He he unloaded a bomb, and Glover's well, tooth went flying. I, uh, is- I messaged you guys uh, during a fight. Literally, uh, my wife, like, like, all right, so I'm watching the Charlie Hip concert. I know I've said it a thousand times. I'm going to say it again right now. Uh, the, <laughs> the concert ends. We switch over just as this fight starts. And my wife goes, okay, so what do you think with this one? I'm like, this is going to be a fucking stand-up boxing match. <laughs> and she goes, who do you think is going to win? I said, well, I got Glover Teixeira winning this fight, but I honestly think that Rumble's going to win it in 15 seconds. And as the words come out of my mouth, fucking Rumble Johnson does a, a Gerard Gordeau tooth flying into, into the fucking stratosphere. Oh, wow. And the fight's over. So... If you guys, if you are on, our listeners are on Twitter and you're not following uh, Diz over at, at Talk MMA, you're really doing yourself a disservice. The dude's an awesome insider and he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But Diz put together this this clip, this short little little preview film, and making this this fight look like a horror film and how much of a monster Anthony Johnson is. Oh wow! So if you haven't gone wow. on, go. Go to go to Diz's timeline and watch it. That clip, dude. That that little video Diz did was fucking awesome. Thank you to Eric for for turning me on to following Diz. I'm gonna ask you a real quick. I was gonna say, can I just give a shout out to uh, Eric Holkren? Um, uh, oh, we did plenty. Polymath and Vine uh, for sharing that because that fucking made my Sunday. Oh, dude, him him just talking about Diz in general on the show was what made me start listening to him. And then it was funny enough because Diz and I were talking back and forth. He was going off about uh, the Diaz fans crying about Connor running and how he got robbed and shit. So Diz and I are going back and forth talking about it and all these other people are jumping. I, I get off Twitter. 
I come back on like an hour later and I have seven notifications because all these people started jumping into our thread between the two of us, arguing the same points. And I'm like, no, man, you get knocked down three times, you lose a fucking fight. Uh, with, with oh, this yeah. fight, did you guys well, uh, well, talk about the two? Right? Yeah. In the case of Glover Teixeira and the fight, I mean, ha, um, has Glover stood up yet? Do you guys know? I don't think so. I, don't I, know, know, I think he still landed out. He tried to grab with the referee. Yeah, he tried a double leg. Yep, he shot a double leg on Hurdle. Like, I don't know about you guys. I, I, well, after like watching the fight, everything. Well, when when Glover was grappling, um, Damir Glada there. Uh, it was so late after the knockout. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I tried, and I tried to think of the last time that, like, you know, sometimes you see a guy, he gets knocked out, two punches, the referee separates him. As he separates him, the ref's getting grabbed. Right. I've never seen the referee tend to the guy, and the guy grapples with him. I haven't like, I've never seen that happen yep. so late. Who was that? That was... Batch. I feel Sir like McMahon, like McMahon yeah. Johnson dipped his whole hand in cement and just fucking beat him for like twenty minutes. And that it just looks so bad. When that when that tooth went flying, I seen it. I seen this big white chunk, and I pointed out to the guys there because they missed it. And we did. We was like, "Is that spit? Is that yeah?" That's what I thought. It was spit for you see it come up, and then you see it come down. And it's like that can't be spit, man. It's, no. it's it's too white and it's too solid together. It's not flying all over the place. It's got to be a tooth. Yep. There was a guy on, I think it was Twitter, maybe Instagram was the video I saw where they uh, animated the uh, the fight. But uh, they showed the fight, they showed the uppercut, and then when the was flying, they animated it where the tooth is goes. I saw that. I know the video you're talking about. I saw the same thing. It was on Instagram, and then someone started sharing it on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, the tooth just flies up into the stratosphere. <laughs> It was a good night for Anthony Johnson. Uh, it was a quick night. At the yeah, that they, they were talking title shot for him. Uh, we got some news on that. We'll get to later. I want to talk about a really great knockout in this fight right here: the Rick Story Donald Cerrone fight. Oh, that was beautiful! Holy shit! That was an outstanding combination. I mean, you couldn't. It was picture perfect. You could not plan. Out a better one four three kick. The yeah. One four kick three. That the the shot to the body, the shot to the body. So, you know, I, I am back just you know sorry. Yeah, we we got you back. We uh we moved on. We're talking about we just started talking Ceronian story and uh, the beautiful combination of punches and kicks that Ceroni used to finish that fight. I haven't seen a better combo put together by somebody. No, no I have not. Period. Junior. Period. No. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know. But this involved, you know, it was, the, it was it was a shot to the head, the most beautifully lined up shot to the to the midsection. And as soon as he come over and crumpled over from that midsection, he kicked him right in the face, and then he followed in with another straight right that knocked him right out uh, to the ground. And then there was a couple shots in the ground to me unnecessary. Unnecessary, the yeah. But called it. But Cerrone doing what he had to. But you fight until the ref stops. Exactly. So he continued on and came down and hit him. But when I watched that over and over. Uh, and I, ro- I watched a, a, a gif of it online, just uh, pop, 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 pop. It's, it was a thing of beauty. It was. It that's, was what, that's the art in martial arts. That right combo, there. like I said, that was probably one of the best combos I've ever seen thrown in MMA. Just beautifully timed, um, perfect, perfect everything. This, what do you guys, um, what do you guys do with Cerrone? I, 
The thing is, is do you guys go in the title shot um, at lightweight like he asked for? No. no. Do you give him another welterweight fight? Yeah. No, I mean, he yep. has, uh, I, I, don't, I think it was, I thought, you know, so it was an eight fight contract eight. he just signed today. Yep. So he's, he is signed. What do you think you're Dana White? I keep him at 170. Yep, I, I keep him moving up the ranks at 170 and continue to put on great fights like this. Um, I, I, I put him up into first, I, I give him a top 10 fight, then I give him a top 5 fight, and then I progress and I see from there how far he goes. But I encourage, I enforce, I do everything I can to keep Cerrone at 170. Well, he jumped, he climbed all the way up to 7. Oh, good. He's at, he is so, number, he's number 7 now with, with Rory, which we'll talk about. With Rory dropping out, yeah. it moved everybody up except for Maya and uh, Condit because they're fighting, so they stayed put. And Cerrone jumped all the way. I think if, uh, if, if Damian Maya uh, wins, uh, loses this weekend to Condit, I guess they would have Condit um, Cerrone fight for number one. You guys, are you guys willing to go that high up on either of those two guys, or do I you would. just want them to have another fight first? Um, if you put even rank aside, if just the fight wise, I'd love to see Cerrone I would, fight Condit. Yep, I would watch Condit Cerrone in a minute. You know, I don't care if there be a rank or a belt or anything involved. To put those two in the cage together, I think is magic. I don't. I know Cerrone has the win over Eddie Alvarez, so that's his screaming point to why he should get the title shot. But I don't. I don't want to see Cowboy go back to 55. I don't either. I don't want to see... I like him at 70. see to someone, hey, you know what? You, you had a, what, six-fight win streak and 155. You lost the belt. But, hey, you did us a service, and you fought at 170, and then you started to stay there, and you had another two great wins. Here's 155 again. Yeah, here's uh, a. I, I think it's hard for it. It's like Conor McGregor. You know, it's hard to justify giving Conor McGregor 155 uh, because he hasn't really fought anyone there. Making a super fight means more if he's won at 145 uh, defending the belt. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to tell someone that just because you won a different weight class in a meaningless fight to give him that title shot at a lower or a higher weight class, it's. I, I think, I uh, for me, for me, it's a moot point. I think Cowboy looks more healthy at seven. I do too. He's stronger. I think he's striking harder at seventy. I don't think he's lost any of that speed or the explosiveness that is Cowboy from going up. I think he, him at one seventy is perfect, and he's got all the skills in the world to do it at one seventy. I think if anything, he's more powerful at one seventy. He is more powerful at one seventy. I definitely sure. think he's more powerful. My argument is this. So, if you want to try to... I do love the fact that he decided to stick it out in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Coming, like, you know, after that fight and becoming uh, a free agent, and you see Rory jumping ship, and, I mean, if anyone in the... I mean, Rory McDonald's coming off of two bad losses, and he's getting paid good money. Donald Cerrone would have got paid huge. And for him to stay in the UFC... We've talked about it uh, this week. I think uh, with uh, what UFC means, like those three letters, I think him staying there, he's going to take a big pay cut. But I think it speaks volumes to what it means for him to be a UFC fighter. He'd rather fight the best competition than yeah. and, and get paid he, good I for mean, it. But how many times has he has he said he's riding ATV, drinking a fucking Budweiser, and Dana White calls him, he takes his and he takes the phone call. And he finishes his drive. And, and, right. and then he just tries to camp. So here, here's what I was trying to say about the whole 
El Rasseroni thing. Granted, you do have the victory over him, but that shouldn't that doesn't guarantee a title shot. Khabib had a victory over over RDA, never got a shot at the title until now. Now they're talking about maybe giving it to him if Connor or Cerrone doesn't take it from him. Khabib had, it was the last person to beat the champion and didn't get a title shot. So why should you? Because you beat a guy in his first fight on short notice coming in. Cowboy already got a shot. And he did that too. Belt as well. And he looked like shit. And he he looked terrible uh, in that Yeah, he looked like absolute shit. I love Cerrone, but he looked terrible in that fight. Keep him at 170. Encourage him to stay at 170 if you're Dana White. Talk to him in the division. I think that that contract probably had something to say. Like, you know what? Be a welterweight. Here's a couple extra thousand bucks, you know, per fight, whatever. Just... Uh, I think there's a reason why he resigned so quickly. Cowboy's a fan favorite too. People love watching. Him oh fight. yeah, people love watching the guy fight. He he absolutely is. A, he's the people's champ. You guys want to? I don't. You guys are kind of like early two thousand uh, uh, WWE fans. Yeah. You know the old William Regal, the the original William Regal when he went to WWE. He's the man's man. The man, the man. He's chopping wood in the, out in the in the forest. He's, he's a man. You know, he's doing what he's a, he's a man's man. Wearing the plaid, doing drinking the beer, and then when the phone rings, he goes in there and he kicks ass. Yeah, I, I Dave, Dave, thanks for singing the song. I love that. <laughs> I think I think best move is just to stay at one seventy for Cowboy and just keep this momentum you got going on, man. It's a better division for you. So we're gonna we're gonna yeah. move move on to the. Uh, the main or the main fight of the prelims. Can I take uh, just like um, uh, one quick uh, one last um, uh, thought on on the main card there? Yeah, um, Mike Perry. Uh, I, I want to give him all the props in the world for the the way that he just picked apart uh, picked apart uh, Lim. Yeah, but the corner. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I don't. Want, I, I'm not, I don't want to really say it because I don't like. I. I. I Hate racists. Yep, I know. Um, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. For that, for that guy to come out there and say what I said was wrong, and 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 whatever, and then you know apologize and blah, blah. And for my period to stand up there and say, you know, I stand by my court. I'm sorry. Um, I I really want to see the UFC take notice of this, and I really want a fine heavily leveled against that camp because that's something that we don't see often and that's, it's great that we don't see it often it's and it, like, it needs to be nipped in the bud so that it doesn't come up again because it's it's just it's so we're fucking 2016 yeah, yeah. Like, can we get rid of this nonsense can we get rid of these fucking 1950s stereotypes I, I agree with you 100% I mean, man Jeff and I you're talking Jeff and I here are two of the most prolific guys of, of ra- hating racists yep. to a T. You know, it's it's not the 50s anymore, man. Nope. I have amazing people in my life of every religion, of every race, of every creed, of every color, and I absolutely love them for it. If you can't love a man or only because of what's in their head or their heart, then fuck you, you're an idiot. Yeah, you, you got know, no- what this, what this yeah, guy yeah, said. When Megan comes out there and he says, oh, you know, I'm sorry for what I said. I have respect for anyone who steps into the cage. You don't. That's not respect. When, you, when, you're, when you're trying to, quote-unquote, pump up your fighter by saying something as fucking ignorant as what he said, you don't Fines have respect for that, that man. Absolutely. Fine should be leveled on that. The UFC needs to make a... They need to make... 
they need to make a statement. Yeah. Um, they make an example that, of the guy, and they need to make it known that they're not going to stand for it. I'm all for banning the corner man. I don't think he should ever be allowed to corner again in the UFC. Fine by I me. I say first time offense, like, like you know, you know, like a steroid user, you know, maybe like give him, like give him, a, like, give him a substantial fine, maybe make him see if he yeah. can't corner the next fight, but give him one more shot, and if he does something stupid or says something stupid again in a public uh, atmosphere, get him the fuck out of there. Yep. So let's get into this. Uh, this fight won't take long to talk about either, but uh, Cody No Love Garbrandt beat the living crap out of Takeya Mitsugaki. Beat oh my god! The, what yeah. did I say? Ninety seconds? Uh, not even. Yeah. Yeah. You said Fuck with it. You it. said if he could, if he get it done within two minutes, it didn't even take him a minute. Oh my lord! What 40, a, what a, 48, and, 48 seconds. Can I say that the best performance of that fight was actually uh, my wife's boyfriend, uh, Dominic Cruz. And uh, <laughs> Dominic Cruz said, uh, "Takeya Mizugaki lost to CM Punk." I forgot we aren't allowed to not to knock uh, Dominic Cruz because your wife gets mad. We're gonna call a guy called CM Punk. Wow, that's a bird. Yeah, so they're talking about giving Garbrandt the next title shot. I mean, I don't even really want to get too deeply into it, Ryan. I know we know your feelings on it. You called it last week that Garbrandt was gonna get the title shot. I don't particularly want to see it yet. I don't think Cody's quite at that level. No, I think he needs he needs another fight that's. On somewhat of the level of Dominic Cruz, exactly. Not to give Mitsugaki's not um, right. you know enough respect to Mitsugaki. He is a fighter and he's a wily fighter. He's a tough but, guy. Um, I want to see him. Well, I mean, a little bit, guy, little bit also, talent. Yeah. I don't know if it was. He lost to to, to Dominic Cruz in like. A minute, eleven seconds. Yeah, it took it took Dominic longer than it did Cody to knock him out. But he has he's had a couple tough performances lately, right? Like he's beating beating Mizugaki now. It's not as nice as it was uh, three four years ago. So it's hard to judge Garbrandt's performance. Give Garbrandt Caraway. You really want to give me a fight? Give him Caraway again. Let him, let him I care about ask you. I was about to ask you guys, what would you do if we do Dillashaw Cruz 2? What would you do with Garbrandt? And fuck, Jeff, you just gave me a fucking MMA yeah, orgasm right there with that, that thought. I would totally watch Cody Garbrandt and Brian Caraway beat the piss out of each other. And I'd yeah, root for Garbrandt because I don't like Caraway. You guys put that as a Coleman event on a Dillashaw uh, Cruz 2, and then the winner. Of uh, both those fights, just stands in the octagon. They just square off like they used to, like five, six years ago. Jesus Christ, you could blow off uh, the roof, uh, you know, in, a, in Sacramento. I you think fight in Sacramento. I think we're going to end up getting those four guys on a card, but I think it's going to be in a different order. I think it's going to be Garbrandt. It's going to be Garbrandt and Cruz for the title, and I think yeah. Dillashaw and Caraway end up fighting. And Dillashaw. Dillashaw hasn't sold. And Kara, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. Uh, Cruz has to make it, guys. I agree. I'm with you 100%. Well, I'm, yeah, no That's doubt. just like any time we talk about anybody from... Well, he's injury prone. It's just like anybody we talk about from AKA, I won't believe it till you make the walk to the cage. Right. It's 100% yeah. factual. Anytime that any fighter from AKA comes up in a card... I have no faith that that fighter makes the cage until I actually hear their music and they're walking to the cage. Yeah. But and no, they, and it's the thing is like when they make it in there, 
Jesus Christ, their lights out. Right, but... but it's the it's here's to get there that that that's the troublesome part. The biggest argument a lot of people are throwing around for Cody is he called out Cruz right away. Called him out. Has been calling him out. Whereas Dillashaw since since his win over a Sunsau has been pretty quiet. Yeah, I've like if you wanted this fight against Dominic, get vocal with it, right. man. Start start selling it because Cody's out selling you right now. You're seeing a big difference though. In guys um, that have made it um, pre and post Connor, and Dillashaw made it into the UFC just before Connor got there, and Garbrandt obviously made it there after. And now you're seeing these guys that are, are they're becoming Connor. They're making their shot because they know they're following Connor's ideal. Uh, Connor's ideal of I have a short window of opportunity. The, I can't just fight six guys even though I can beat them. I want to be... I, think you know where going I know where you're going with it. and But if we're really going to give credit where credit is due, if we're going to give, it to, if we're going to give the credit to Connor, we really got to tip the cap to the originator of it and Mr. Chael P. Sonnen. That, that's the originator yes. of talking oh, yes, yourself yes, into, yes, yes, yes. into fights. Um so, we got a couple of fights to talk about on this card and one for the prelim, and then we got to move on. But this one it features your uh, your MMA wife, Miss Rocky Pennington, picking up another impressive win over Elizabeth Phillips. Just completely outpointing her. 30, 30 to 27, all three judges' scorecards. She has looked nothing but impressive. She's absolutely dominant against Elizabeth Phillips, who didn't have much of a response to anything. They, they had both great stuff on the ground, um, but Rocky capitalized yep. more on the ground yep. than Elizabeth Elizabeth was in more transition about, um, What Dave had mentioned a couple of weeks back, and I, I mentioned uh, last week also, um, Rocky um, Rocky versus home two. What do you now, guys think? Do you think the UFC will do it? Or do it. do you think that they're going to wait for something else? I, I don't think Holly wants to do it because I think she knows that Pennington, she's she's been she on the decline. Got to fight losing streak, right? Right. Do you want to go on a girl that's uh, on the up and up? And exactly. You're coming right. That's that's exactly where I was going with Holly my points wants, right Holly there. wants tomato can next, so that yep. she can get back on the winning. She track. wants to get back on the winning track. I think it's a smart. If I'm Joe Silva and Sean Shelby, I'm booking that fight. I will try as much as I can to get Rocky in to re, to re get to get that loss back because uh, this time yep. around I see it happening differently. Yep. And can you imagine uh, um, Holly Holm losing that fight and Pennington on the street she's on, all of a sudden being home, what they could do for her career with, with Rousey now not fighting for the end of the year. Pennington can fight later this year. Holmes obviously hurt, so who knows when that fight could happen. And if it does, I mean, you could look at the... I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago, back a 135 like it's such an it's probably the best division in MMA um, outside the welterweight division, really. Yeah. Uh, one last fight. Let's touch on, and then we got to move on to uh, preview and the fight card for this weekend. But uh, in the early, early prelim main event, Lorenz Larkin, man, put on a hell of a show to what he did to and Neil Magny. I had to watch I'm still this. Trying uh, to take my foot. Yeah. Um, out of my mouth. I, I also need to I, take I my foot. All three of us are. Larkin for giving him that zero percent chance. I think all, th- all three of us 
picked yep. Magni. And, we all did. Um, I was at I was at Everett's and I had and I was trying to stream it. Um, it's not, cause Everett I thought, actually I had thought, uh, uh, Lorenz Larkin, but he wasn't there to pick it. So the one time he had the right call, he wasn't. That's always a story. That's but I, right. I was I was at his house and I bought you know I got my 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 own fight pass and I bought my fight pass and I tried to stream it through his Chromecast and it kept erroring out. So as everyone else was doing everything non MMA related in the friggin' house, I had to watch it on my phone. And by the time I got it to work, it was already over. Yeah, I messaged you two and I was like, "Holy shit, Lorenz Larkin!" That was all I said. I didn't even go into it. I was and just now, like, holy shit, Lorenz Larkin. He was a guy that was literally fighting for his MMA career. Yeah. Right. Um, his contract's up. Two fights ago, they, they, they gave him a new contract. They still, you know, here's a contract. Good luck. And now he just beat Neil Magny and his contract's up again. I mean, he's probably going to get an even contract either way between Bellator UFC, but I, I mean... He can he have some fun either way. I think he's going to go to Bellator. I really do. No. The way he was talking, I'm man. Tracking. The way he was talking, it sounded like he's leaning towards going for those greener pastures and getting that big payday. Who wants that sponsor money? You know, yeah. I think the contract offering is going to be too even, and he's going to go for the name at the end of the day. Well, we can. I think that the. I think there's too many better names that he. That I feel like losing in the UFC twice and winning once means more than winning three in, at Bellator. Right. I so, mean, I mean, I don't know. We 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 we've we'll gone see, over Bellator UFC. Yeah. I mean, it's, all week long. We can we can sit and. and play the what if game we'll, we're definitely going to be wait and see and see what happens with Lorenz Larkin either way he's getting paid and a big win yeah. and a big win a big, a big win, win and, and a good payday you know what go to Bellator uh, have fun fighting Ben Henderson or uh, Roy McDonald on a Friday night on Spike TV and oh we're going to start promoting the fight and two days before Oh, and it's a title fight, and no one's in to know about it. Right. Or, well, we know the hey, fiasco that is Bellator. UFC, UFC two oh, UFC twenty, uh, uh, UFC two twelve. Yeah, you know you're gonna be on the prelims, but we're gonna promote this shit on the view. Oh, I didn't say it would be a smart move I mean, if you went to Bellator, but he'd make a lot more sponsor money. Oh no, 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 no! I, I'm just saying, like, I just think that, like, I, I think Lorenz Larkin at this point of his career. He's going to try to go with the promotion more than, I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? Like like you we'll said, Jeff, we're going to have to wait and see yep. because it's a fun time to be an MMA fan. It really is. So this Saturday night on Fox, we've got a fight card that features number three, Damian Maya, taking on number four, the natural-born killer, Carlos Condit. Wow. I'm excited for this and fight. And once again, TSN, thank you so so much for putting it on the one TSN that I gotta pay an extra fifteen bucks a month to get, even though I have twenty five TSNs. Thank so, you very much. You so you guys, awesome. I'll have to wait and watch it on YouTube six months later. So you guys, so you guys don't. That's right. You guys don't get FS one, right? I have to email Jeff. No, don't worry. We'll get you hooked uh, up on that's Plex. That's I gotta subscribe to. We'll get you hooked up on my Plex. Yeah, Dave. Fucking hack your guys' account. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it after the show. Yeah, Dave. I'll get you hooked up. Dave will get you hooked up on Plex, or you can, you know, just <laughs> pay the pay yeah, the nine ninety nine a month and get I, I, Fight I, I, Pass. I and here, guys, I'm sorry. You know, you know, though, with Fight Pass, since you don't have uh, 
Fox Sports One in Canada, they won't the pre, the Fox prelims wouldn't be blacked out for you, right? You'd get them all. You'd no, get them I all get, on I, Fight Pass. Most times, often I get every single fight, like on most pay-per-views, but when they choose not to show something, they show me fucking nothing. And right. the Olympics are over, so there's no excuses why I have to watch what like fucking preseason NFL on four different stations. Right. Don't worry, we'll get you on up. four different stations. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you set so, up, man. This this fight. <laughs> Outstanding on paper. Amazing. This um, was supposed to be part of the 202 card. This no 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 not, or not 202 201. This card is this this card is is out of this world. It really is a good can card. You imagine if can you imagine if this uh, Damian Maya Condit and um was it I don't know. If, Yeah, that's what I was right. just I was just saying that, that it was supposed to be on two oh two and they pulled it. Well that's gonna be a great main event. Yep. Um what it's do you guys a, uh, uh what do you guys see happening in this main event? This is a really hard one for me to pick, man. I've been racking my brain left and right on this one. And it's the striking of Condit versus the ground game of Maya, I don't know. I don't know if Maya can keep it on his feet successfully enough to set up the takedown to get a hold of Condit. If he can get Condit to the ground, I definitely think it's Damien's fight. uh, um, Since the move um, to welterweight, Damien Maya has had a lot more. He's had a lot more faith in his uh, striking. I don't know why, but he seems to be much more willing to stand up and box with guys. Um, I mean, he had the great grappling performance against uh, Matt Brown a couple months back, and he had the you know, who did he uh, he who did he submit before he submitted another guy? I think before that was that Gunner, uh, and then there was the Jake Shield. He, he has had. Sorry? Wasn't it Gunner? Yeah. Yeah. He's he beat he submitted Brown. Yeah, he submitted Gunner. Like, yeah, where he like yeah, submitted Magny. He hasn't gone five then, since uh, LaFlair. I mean he's had some he's had some really good striking and I've like Carlos Condit is he's I mean you guys know this. He's no slouch on the ground. No, not at all. He's and I feel like we're gonna be in for I mean that that's what I said earlier. Uh, McGregor Diaz was my fight of the year. I think this one could overtake it because you know Lawler Condit had to be stand up. Lawler Maya or um, Condit Maya can be stand up or grappling, and we could be in for like a. And I know you guys love ground game. We could be in for a great grappling match. Oh, I love ground game. Absolutely, I think that's the the difference here. It's going to be. Maya's ground game, and I think he's going to be smart and utilize that and neutralize Condit's outstanding striking, his prolific striking, and even his great ground game, and I think Maya wraps him up and pulls off the victory this weekend. I'm leaning with Maya. Um, It's so hard to pick against Carlos Condit, though. It's so hard. 
to pick against Carlos Condit. I'm uh, personally, um, I'm going Carlos Condit, um, only because of that Lawler fight. Yeah, I'm leaning towards and Carlos when as that, well. When that fight was when that fight was over, and he was talking retirement. I know that, I mean, that fight was so razor thin, like a different judge and Lawler loses the belt. Um, and I think Condit, Maya, for, it has to be number one. Like, I, I, I really do think that we're going to see Wanderboy and, uh, and Woodley fight for the belt. You're going to see Diaz, GSP, just for the entertainment purposes, and I think this one here has to be number one contender. If it's not, if it's not being said, it has to be known. And I think that, I think that Condit needs this win. If Maya loses, so what? He can go and submit three more guys, and he's good. Condit is a guy that they're not going to just throw Gunnar Nelson to. They're going to throw another animal. And Condit, I don't know if he has it in his gas tank. And like I said to you guys, I love the Bisbings. I love the Woodleys. I love the the guys who have been in there for years and years. I love to see them get that belt, and I want Condit to get that belt. Yeah, I'm all, I'm gonna I'm taking Condit by decision. I think um, I think he just knows how to do enough to outpoint Maya. I won't be shocked if Maya eventually can get him to the ground, drag him into that deep water, and tap him. I mean, we've seen him do it against a lot of high level competition. Absolutely. But I a, just a lot. I just think this is going to be Car- Carlos's night. I like Condit. I, I think we're going to see uh, I think we're going to see uh, uh, Carlos Condit um, head kick followed up by some punches for the TKO finish. I okay. picked uh, Condit's flying knee as one of my favorite knockouts. When you we did? Were going through, you did? Uh, that discussion on our favorite knockouts of all time. And Condit's Condit's got such amazing, quick, accurate, and devastating striking. Uh, his knee, he could, he could high kick him, his elbows, whatever. Um, that, yeah, that, that Dung Hyung Kim fight mm-hmm. was... So, like, yeah. yeah, like you said, like, it comes out of nowhere. What were you... I, I just, I, I see Maya um, avoiding it and utilizing the takedown and, and bringing him down and eventually being a spider monkey and getting his back and... And then calling it a night. It's, it's, I mean, it's not a bad prediction at all. Like I said, I've gone back and forth in my mind on this one a lot. This this fight has given me more trouble with picking than almost anything else. But I just think at the end of the day, I'm going to stick with Carlos Condit. Yeah. In, the, in the co-main event, making his yeah. featherweight debut, Anthony Showtime Pettis is taking on Charles Oliveira. Uh, I, I don't... I don't know if this is uh, accurate, but I think that Maya and Oliveira actually, it's the the two most submissions in UFC history after Hoist Gracie. So that's kind of a cool little thing where it's the, the current submission rate holders that are actually going to be the on the same card. Really? Uh, I could be wrong. I think they both have eight or nine submissions each. I think they're tied at some point. Got Gracie with 11, Frank Mir with eight, Diaz with eight, Maya with seven, Lozon with seven, and Charles Oliver and Cole Miller each with seven. So they're tied. So I even shut up. Thank you, UFC. 
<laughs> so, uh, Pettis is moving down to 145 after losing three straight at 155. I don't see him having much success here at 45 either. I don't see him having much success against Charles Oliveira. I don't either. Uh, I think the the fix is in on Anthony Pettis, uh, whereas uh, you got Pettis has a weakness, and that's getting taken to the ground and abused. What does Charles Oliveira do? He takes you to the ground and abuses you. 62% yep. submission rate on his victories. They're giving him a guy that's his kryptonite. And the funny thing to me was I was watching, again, watching UFC tonight last night, and... Pettis was talking about how he goes down to work at, at Jackson Wink, specifically because he wanted to work with Izzy, um, Izzy Martinez, John Jones' wrestling coach. You already have one of the greatest wrestlers in American that. history yeah. right. in your fucking camp. Your wrestling coach at Rufus Sport. How could he not learn from Aspen? And you suck at wrestling. What is Izzy Martinez, who is a great wrestler, don't get me wrong. Sure. Phenomenal wrestler, great wrestling coach. What is Izzy going to teach you that you ain't already learned from Ben Askren? You just suck at wrestling. We're getting right now, um, we're going to have uh, a little bit of a trailer, and the actual movie is going to be the CM Punk fight in two weeks' time with Mickey Gall, because what you see Anthony Pettis go through is what you're going to see CM Punk go through. You're going to see some terrible grappling and a quick finish. I don't even think CM Punk's going to get a chance to grapple. I think Gall knocks him out in the first 30 seconds. Right. And see Charles Oliveira taking him down right up the bell and choking him in the first 30. I mean, that could easily happen. Um, I don't know how quick it's going to finish, but it's going to finish. Outside of this outcome, um, with with, with Anthony Pettis. Gone. Now now that Bellator has just made another signing of a UFC fighter, do you think that the UFC says, you know what? You can become the Roy Nelson of the later divisions and just kind of fight some guys? Or do you think that they just say, you know what? It's been a slice. I think they cut him. I, I think it's over. I've been calling for loss. that for a while. Yeah, with four in a row. I know that, I know that me and you, Jeff, we, me and you have talked about that um, I think was, uh, before his last fight. Me and David have been. I, I thought he was going to be done and they kept him. And that's why I think that maybe they keep him. Just. As a name, they may give him two shots at featherweight, maybe, maybe, but I don't, I don't know, man. Three in a row is a death sentence. Four in a row is is if you get a stay execution from that, you got you got Frank Mears horseshoe up your ass. Um, can you, can you, can you guys remember uh, two two and a half years ago when it was Jose Aldo versus Anthony Pettis for the featherweight title before Pettis got hurt? And no, now here we are, and he's back now, fighting for his career just to maybe get a combing spot on the card. So what happens when you lose that many in a row? Yeah, you drop three in a row without a... So, like, how the mighty, how the Wheaties curse. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> this is going to be the third fight out of the four we're going to talk about for this card. Um, we've got number 10, Paige Van Zandt, making her day, or return... Uh, off of a loss to Thug Rose and her stint on Dancing with the Stars, taking on one of my favorite females in Rowdy Beck Rawlings. I am so, so afraid for Paige Van Zandt. I am too. I am too. Because Beck Rawlings is going to just have a field day with her, I feel. She is a, she is a 
monster of a chick, uh, Rowdy Beck yeah. is, and she's she's tough as nails, amazing submission uh, ability, and, and she's sexy, and she's fucking hot. Oh, she's so <laughs> sexy. Oh, there's my nothing, God. There's nothing. Uh, like, every time I see her, she, I don't know what, like, she just becomes my favorite fighter in the women's division, and I, like, just, like, I look at her, and I don't even see her perform, I, I don't know why. I just love you. She's, she's sexy. Well, I mean, don't, I don't get me wrong, Paige is a, Paige is probably the hottest woman in MMA. I got me so. Uh, Rocky Pennington begs to differ. No, me. no, my friend, no, no. <laughs> I got me so. Rocky, Rocky Pennington, I don't, uh, we, we don't even need to go in there. I, in my opinion, personally, I think Paige Van Zandt is the sexiest woman in MMA. Just give me my one. I can't give you your one, man. Yeah, I think I think Beck's like even hotter than Beck's hotter than than Rocky, man. But uh, does Paige well, survive this one? Say. No way. I think it's. I don't think Beck finishes her. I think I think we've seen the heart that Paige Van Zandt has, and she can take a beating. I mean, Rose beat the shit out of her for four or five rounds. Did Rose submit her, or was that a decision? I think she did. Was it a submission finish? I think she did sub her. Third round? Yeah. Yep, round five submission. She did. She went after after many, many submission attempts. That's why I said, like, we have seen the heart of Paige Van Zandt. She was deep in a lot of sub attempts and fought out, and it was a bloody mess. But I don't think it's enough to get her through this fight. Beck Rollins is a is an animal. Yeah, and the only thing and I got her winning. Me for this fight, I do too. Um, is uh, Beck uh, Beck Rollins is two and one in the UFC, but her only wins have been in Australia or it's New true. Zealand. Like, you know, like, that, like she's uh, like she's like the Mark Hunt. You throw her at home, she's unstoppable. Throw her on the road. She's not necessarily as great. That's the, I, I feel like maybe uh, the crowd can get under her skin, and we might see Paige pick it up. But I think that uh, Beck Rollins is going to just. I think it'll, it'll be probably a decision. I think it's going to be an ugly decision. That's what I'm saying. That, I feel like Rollins is going to. That she's going to pick it up. I think Rollins grinds out a decision yeah. in this I think one. Rollins grinded one out too. This is probably going to be. The most fun fight of the card. Kicking off the main card, two old school veterans in Joey Lozon and Jim Miller. Neither one having a nickname. Just fight. Just fighters. Flat out fighters. Can I say that I have watched Joe Lozon, Jim Miller one against Jimmy Shopping to you guys about 15 times. I'm not surprised. And I never tire of that fight. Can we just talk about the fact that between these two guys, they have 70 goddamn fights? Yeah. 72? This is a fight that they're so well submersed in jujitsu that you can't even see a finish happening. No, this is going to be a bloodbath. A a point where one guy has to be so beaten that he's going to succumb to a hold you're going to see a decision win probably uh, probably from Jim Miller. I'm going to take Lozon. I'm taking Lozon. This is fight of the night. This is going to steal. This is going to be a pull the rug from under your feet fight of the night. I think very very fan-friendly kind of fight. I think Joey Lozon gets the decision here. Yeah, and I got Lozon pulling up a decision. I don't think either one of these guys is going to sub the other one, but I think they're both going to bleed a shit ton. 
There's yeah. so much scar tissue in these Where two guys' face. Yeah. Front row better have their ponchos on, man, because someone's getting hit with blood. Those girls are going to be wrestling in blood. What, in was, um, what was Lozon's last fight? That was his he submission was against Diego Sanchez. Miller, Miller was at 200. So Lozon was Lozon. Was two. So was Lozon. Yeah, they both fought. They both fought on the prelims on 200. Uh, Miller beat Gomi. Oh, Lozon fought 200 too? Yeah, Miller beat Gomi. Oh, was, Lozon was, uh, was against Nightmare Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, that was the main fight of the early prelims oh, was Nightmare, okay. and Miller and Miller and uh, Fireball were right before that. And uh, Chuck Nor- was that Gomi? Yep. Yeah. Miller Gomi? Yep. Oh, okay. So... Oh, so we're looking at two guys. No? Yeah. Yeah, both these guys are coming off of... So we're looking at two guys. So we're looking at two guys who are relatively coming... Uh, they're coming off of fresh performances. Yep. And, oh my Christ, this card... It's be a great I fight. slap the producers at TSN right now, guys. You guys are making me angry with this You better, fight. You better be writing a stern email right now, man. Very stern. No, I'm actually booking my ticket. I'll be here doorstep at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Hey, I'm man. On vacation, guys. Yeah, you're more than welcome. You're on vacation. I told you. Why don't you come, come, down, come, down a little, come down a little early on Friday. You can... Uh, What's your credit card? I need to get an airline ticket. Yeah, you're not getting that. Nah, man. You, my credit card ain't getting you nowhere. <laughs> so I'm more than welcome, but you won't, you won't get me there. I mean, I'll, I'll, you weren't even willing to come to Windsor to pick me the fuck up when I skated across the rink. How am I going to pay for you to come to fucking America? Oh, we were talking about December, and you weren't even willing to come to Windsor to pick me up. We were talking about December when I was going to skate over. Yeah, listen, man, you wouldn't even come to. You're not even coming to Windsor to pick me up. I ain't flying your ass here. Well, the fact is, if me and you both are in Windsor at the same time, we're going to get soda crisps going up on the corner of Wyandotte and Erie, and we're going to be drunks, and we're going to be begging for change and missing the cards. So That's fine. I don't have a problem with being drunk somewhere. I don't drink. So I like to get drunk places. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, but not in the corner begging for change. Well, I mean, there's plenty of fun there's things. worse places to beg for change. Right. <laughs> I mean, at least it's better than me begging for change. I'll play the violin. Uh, Jeff, you can uh, you can do some vocals. I'll do some rapping. You can put on a little top hat and dance. It's better than me begging for change inside of Cheetahs. Or one of the other... Cheetahs. Some of Quebec's finest go to Cheetahs before they end up in the States. Right. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, I could end up... I could, I've heard legends of the stories of the strip oh clubs. Oh, my God. This fucking podcast. How do we go from Jim <laughs> and fucking Joe Lozon to... Strip clubs in strip clubs in Canada. Oh my god, I love you guys. <laughs> I got severe ADD, man. It's like squirrel and shiny, and we start talking about boobs. So, all right. So Dave and I both got Lozon. You've got Miller. Um, yeah. It's gonna be exciting either way. Uh, the rest of the card features we've got Smiling Sam Elvey, uh, Jared McLennan. Uh, it's gonna be a good night of fights. Uh, can I just give uh, the one? I will say one thing for uh, for for Windsor. You know the, that tornado that did um, hundreds of dollars of damages yesterday. <laughs> Chad Laprise is fighting, and uh, Chad Laprise will get the the win for them. So the the couple of roofs and a couple of cars and the trees that fell down. Chad Laprise, maybe maybe if you guys are nice to him, he'll pay for the thousand dollars of damage that was done by that tornado and that's our uh, that's your early prelims main event 
kicking off the early prelims kicking off. This is going to be an early card, guys. So 4.30 for the Fight Pass prelims, 6 o'clock for the Fight Fox prelims, and sticking around at 8 o'clock for the Fox main card. So make sure you guys are in your seats and ready to go early so you don't miss a, a moment of the action. Unless you have TSN 2 and live in Canada, in which case... That's what happens when you live in Canada. You get the sad trombone. Oh, let's, uh, man, I love this show. <laughs> let's get into a little news so uh, we can get you out of here because we know you have other commitments to other shows you got to do tonight. The show that brought you me. Yeah, the show that brought you me is, is all of a sudden and now. And, 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 you know, if you guys are nice enough, I might just promote us on that show. Well, I sure as hell hope you're going to promote us on that show since we let you promote that show on here. Well, I'm waiting for my plane ticket for Saturday's fights, guys. Talk to Eric. He makes way more money than I do. Have, have how much do you make? It's how much do you want to see me hang out with me? Hey, man, if Eric flies you in, I'll go to Grand Rapids and hang out with you. I'll do that 45-minute drive. Yeah, hey, it's only a 45-minute drive to Mus- from Muskegon to Grand Rapids. 35 if I'm driving. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to throw this out there live on the podcast. I threw it out to you earlier this week when the, when the news of the card broke. I have it, like I said earlier in the car, or in the show, I have it on a good word, what the main event will be. 206 is in Toronto. I got an extra room. Average Joe's live. It's just screaming for it to happen. Let's make it happen. Just get a passport. Let's I'm, do it. I'm into it. I'll, I'll go down Monday and try to start getting the process of... Uh... Of getting ourselves a passport. Drinks are on me if you guys can. Drinks are on me if you guys can make it. Drinks and drinks and poutine I, pizza. I know, I know Dave, Dave. You say you don't drink, it, uh, so um, hot dogs are on me. Jeff, drinks are on me. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So we kind of we've kind of talked about we kind of talked about some of our news stories throughout the show. Uh, Cerrone. Signs an eight-fight contract extension with the USC, which is great news. That he's not going anywhere. Um, former UFC title contender Rory McDonald signed a deal with Bellator this week. That's that's what I want to talk about. Is that a smart move for Rory? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, I said this to you guys um, um, last night, two nights ago. Um, I'm happy they're getting the money. I, the money makes uh, sense. And this even goes back to the uh, Tyrone Woolley argument. I want these guys to get paid because these guys are literally one punch away from never fighting again. But let's not make yeah, Bellator be pride. Because right? I feel like every time a UFC fighter goes to Bellator, they're like, oh man, Phil Davis went to the Bellator. Oh, Matt Mitrione went to Bellator. Uh, guys, man. Henderson went there. That was kind of shocking. McDonald went there. It's kind of shocking. But okay, they have a card on Friday. I found out two days ago that they have a card. Right. Like, you're not going to be. You're going to get paid. Awesome. I'm so. And I, I'm not being insincere. I truly mean I'm happy that they're going to get paid. But you're talking. And Brendan Schaub said it. You're, if you're a football fan, it's NFL to CFL. If you're a if you're a football fan, it's the premiership to the MLS. Exactly. 
Exactly. I, I said it to you guys. Um, Pocket-wise, it makes all the sense in the world. But for your brand, it's it's terrible. It may make yeah, money yeah, in the short right, yeah, term. That's, that's a guy. Hey, Jeff. It may make money in the short term through the sponsorship deal, but UFC has new owners coming in. Yep. UFC has a potential uh, fighters' union coming in that's going to yep. definitely be negotiating for for profit sharing. Absolutely. Um, who knows if the and new owners want to keep the what we don't know is these new owners, like the new owners, who knows what they feel with the, uh, about the union. For all we know, they might, like, I mean, you always hear about those owners and presidents that are in favor of the union. Obviously, Dana White isn't. But WME, they might be, you know what? We got to pay these guys better. If they're spending $4 billion for three letters, they're not going to be afraid to spend a couple hundred thousand on a fight. I, if not, if not being pro union, at least being pro, we got to get rid of this Reebok deal and start yeah. paying our fighters better. So they dump, they dump that Reebok deal, and all of a sudden now Rory's down there making nothing and sponsorship money where he could be making sponsorship money and right. a fat payday. So I, I don't think it was smart at this point in his career to make that no. move. Personally, and you, um, you go back to, to the uh, to the uh, the card that we did before when we talked about um, Wonder Boy and Woodley when um, McDonald was fighting Woodley or was fighting uh, Wonder Boy. He had so much riding on that fight. Had a ton and riding on that fight. That was wonder, his career. You have to wonder what would have happened if he wins that fight now. He would have stayed in the UFC. If he loses, maybe because the UFC said they couldn't match Bellator's offer. If McDonald wins the fight over Wonderboy and he's actually the number one contender, can UFC all of a sudden magically match that offer? Absolutely, definitely, absolutely. I think what it came down to was Rory got a really high number from Bellator, and the UFC was like, "Look, you're on a two fight losing streak. We're not going to match that number for you. You're not." Your stock is has gone down immensely. Go get your paper, boo boo. We ain't paying you that kind of money. You, let's not, just say, not even a two fight losing streak, but let's just say he 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 lost a fight last July. He took a year off. He lost again, and with a broken nose, you're looking at another six months. So he's not fighting until at least January. No. And who knows where the UFC is going to be then? And you like know, with the welterweight division where it's at now, you you would use Bendo as as an uh, example. But like I told you in, in our conversations about it, Hendo had one thing going for him that that uh, Rory doesn't. Henderson was on a winning streak. He had that negotiating chip in his corner. Not even on a winning streak. He was on a winning streak in a division he doesn't call home. Right, a division he, he just moved to. See, I want to fight at 170, and I want to, I'll take the fight at 155. And UFC said, no, he was okay, I'll fight at 170 again. I want to fight 155. UFC said no. And when Bellator came calling, he says, I want to fight in two divisions. They said, sure. And he says, I'm going to go there. Yep. And he got his ass kicked. Welcome welcome and to Bella's shit. And, and, and guys, you guys go, I mean, you guys go listen to the Fighter and Kid on uh, Monday or Tuesday when Vincent Henderson was on it. And everything's going to be cool. I'm sure. Fighter and the Kid on Wednesday. And Brennan Schubb actually said that he completely forgot about Benson Henderson. Yeah, you don't. Because he doesn't. He didn't even realize. He, he was one of. He's me. He's a guy that follows MMA, and he's a guy that forgot that Henderson has a fight coming up. Yeah, man. Nobody all messed up. I I had kind of remembered that he was supposed promote. to. 
if you're not outside of Michael Venom Page, Michael Chandler, and Liam McGeary, nobody really has any. And all you said right there, you just told me three names that by, uh, if not years end, by 12 months end, they're going to be UFC fighters. Oh, for sure. If they don't, making if they don't get Michael Chandler, if, if Eddie Alvarez still holds that belt, when Michael Chandler becomes a free agent, he is in the UFC and his first fight is Eddie Alvarez, Michael Chandler 3. Absolutely, without a doubt. And how good of a rival, how good, the people that hate UFC, that watch Bellator only, that know the, um, um, the rivalry, uh, Chandler, the Chandler, uh, Alvarez rivalry, how many of them are going to be like, you know what, I'm going to watch it. A lot. Just like the people who, just like the guys who love WWE that never watch UFC, but Conor McGregor talks smack about WWE, that decided to tune in to watch Conor McGregor's ass kick on Saturday night, all of a sudden, you're getting people that are going to jump shit. Yep. And that's great for the UFC. It really is. So it's a it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wait and see as anything. I don't think it's a smart move on Rory's part, but we'll see how it plays out. Good luck to you, kid. Get your money. I think. And what he, did uh, what was it that um, Jeff you said? Uh, you can go to to Bellator. You know, you can beat some unknowns and not be seen, and okay, get paid. And I came back with uh, you know, you can also go to Bellator, fight the unknowns. And you can also lose like Benson Henderson did. Yep. Thing with this, Benson Henderson lost the title fight in his first fight. He fought for the title. And on the count of three, let's all say his name. One, two, three. Yeah, nobody. Exactly. Nobody knows the guy's name. I, I had to look it I, up. I could look it up on Wikipedia and I couldn't even. I did look it up. Who he is. I did look it up, yes, the other day when we were having that conversation. And I, cat. I couldn't that, remember. He's. He's, it's got an ob in it. It's like Kruslakovlov or something like that. He's some kind of Russian or something. And you know what's funny is that everyone who I've heard talk about him say he's an unstoppable fighter and he's ridiculously talented. But realistically... But yet, no one knows who he is. Realistically, is though. He? No one... It's all comes down to promotion. Out of the... Like we've been saying for the past 10 minutes. Out of the three of us. No promotion. No money. Besides Liam McGeary and Michael Chandler, can you name me another champion in Bellator? I I cannot. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, vacant heavyweight champion. Yes, heavyweight the vacant heavyweight championship. I can name vacant. Does that, does that count? No. No. Dave, Dave, get away from me. I had that one first. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll see what happens to Rory. Like, we wish him the best of luck and hope that it's a good career move. I think you just tanked yourself. And if you lose in Bella shit, like you're, I, you're like done. I said earlier this week, uh, Jeff, uh, Dave, I do think that he's going to be back um, three years or when the contract expires. I think he's going to make some money. The UFC might be in a different place. New sponsor, uh, the sponsors will be allowed. Reebok's gone. Uh, I do think that um, we do see um, uh, McDowell come back, but Jeff, like you said, it'll be too little too late by then. Yeah, I mean the welterweight, the or the yeah, the welterweight division is not getting any softer by any stretch of the imagination. So let's get it. Ceremony. Yep. Final news story of the night. Uh, just so we can put the the uh, rumors to bed. Ronda Rousey will not be fighting at Madison Square Garden. It's not happening. 
Dana White said earlier this week on the Unfiltered Podcast, she's definitely not fighting in New York. I'm actually going to start building the New York card this week. Uh, you've been saying probably... So we're to Lundy, uh, Jeff Sarika, yeah. I, I was going to say, you've been saying probably Super Bowl card. That's kind of my leaning. Somewhere February. Yeah. At the earliest. Um, my thing uh, with Ronda Rousey is... What? Like, I mean, what do you do with her? Right? Do, do, the, the what 135 needs is Ronda Rousey 2.0 at this point. Bring her back for tape three, okay, it's cute. Bring her back for home two, well, no point. She's got to come back for the title. And when the title is just bouncing from fighter to fighter to fighter, there's no, I don't see the point in her coming back to beat, you know, Allison Drawer. You know, I mean, like, 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 we need to see a fighter that defends the belt two, three times, and then Ronda comes back. I feel at this point, she's probably, we're not going to see her. Um, I will be surprised if we see her by uh, uh, other, I mean, aside from the long weekend in May and 4th of July card, uh, the other big card is the December uh, December card. I think it won't be before 20, uh, December 2017. I think that is when we see her next is 18 months. We're going to wow. see Nunes defend that belt. I think we're going to see Nunes. De- I think Nunes has to defend that belt <coughs> once or twice, and then she's going to say, Rousey, where are you? Win the fight. Rousey, where are you? Defend that belt. Rousey, where are you? Rousey steps in. We get the fight. We can't see the belt being handed from fighter to fighter. It loses expect, a lot of value that expect, way. It definitely does. It cheapens the division. Well, it cheapens, yeah. it lessens the fighters in the division because we want to see someone to put in, you know, put in those multiple defenses to show that they one fight all comers, two can beat all comers, and three really is the best in the division. When yeah. it's going from fighter to fighter to fighter to fighter, it's not really defining. Who is the best of the division? No. It's just saying that. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you guys look at the light heavyweight division from a few years back. <laughs> After Chuck Liddell lost the belt to Rampage, and it went from Rampage to Griffin, Griffin to Evans, Evans to Machida, who uh, to Jones. All of a sudden, that belt got some some stability. That belt meant something. Yeah. And for two, three years, that belt was just passed around like, like a fucking, like a, like a, like a, like a fuck. I mean, it was a whore. It was just passed around a hot potato. It a whore. Like, it was like I like the, I like yeah. Dave's analogy better. Whore. We don't have to keep it PG on the average Joes. We're gonna say whore. But I, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a, an analogy for uh, for. Uh, a wimp in jail, but I couldn't think of a word for it. You, you know, could say it's a whore to passed around like I mean, you could <laughs> say you could say it's passed around more than a joint at a fight night at my house. Yeah, but I mean, you, I know that you bogart it though, Jeff. So uh, what's the? Oh no, man! I don't bogart. It's two two pa- two hits and pass to the left. Balls, get off me! Get off me! Listen, man. I have I have I have etiquette. I have stoner etiquette, and I will call you out on your stoner etiquette. If you don't have etiquette, I'm a regulator, man. Mount up. I will. I will. I will get on you. 
Well, boys, let's uh, let's let's get into. I think you know Ronda Rousey fighting, or uh, rather, uh, not fighting two hundred five. To me, was the weakest story of the of the week. Um, I don't know if we were planning on talking about it. To me, it's a it's a story that that came across earlier this week that we've all talked about that meant more to me, and I've actually come around. John Jones. Anthony Ooh, yeah, we didn't we didn't get into that. So let me let me set this up real quick before you give your thought, Ryan. Yeah, let me let me set this up. So on the same unfiltered podcast that Dana was talking about, Ronda Rousey, Dana came on and said, "Well, I don't know if necessarily we're going to give Rumble the title shot right away. I'm thinking maybe a title eliminator between him and John Jones. John Jones is still suspended, right? My biggest thing." I am psyched for this fight because uh, after this weekend, <sighs> Anthony Romo Johnson is fucking Godzilla. Let's be real. True. Guys, don't, uh, the don't UFC's get... left light heavyweight division is officially Tokyo, and Rumble Johnson's making his mark. My thing is the light heavyweight strap. All right. So we have DC's hurt. And John Jones fights for the interim against OSP with the interim strat. John Jones says it's positive, blah, 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 all that crap. That 200 happened. Why are we putting Jones versus uh, Rumble? Are we going to use the interim strat for those guys, even though the champion's actually able to fight? I don't know. going to say... Interim title actually never happened. It's gonna fly away magically like a fairy into dustland. I mean, they can, they can. It depends on how this whole thing shakes out. I don't think the interim strap really matters all that much. What I think and what I said in to you guys both was, it makes the logical most sense to me. Even though John, yep. John doesn't deserve shit. And I've and I've come around. Because I was very, like, I you was, were, you were really upset. Uh, I, was, I, I was really against Jones getting a shot, um, but if he's clean, he, I mean, you extracurricular have. activities aside, he never lost the strap. No, and my deserve the shot, but why give him Rumble? Just give him DC. But then, what do you do with? I mean. You can't yeah. give him. Has there actually ever been a better chance for a, a three way dance, guys? No, no but you I mean, can't. I cannot make an. I can't make an argument. You can't give him DC for, right I away can, for for any three of those guys fighting. I can't make a better argument that would convince me. You could tell me for a hundred hours straight who should fight who, and I would be convinced because all three of those guys deserve to fight for that belt. Yep. I. Uh, I. You can't give Jones DC right away. He's got to earn it, and I think the best way to earn it is to make him and Rumble fight. It eliminates the it eliminates the one fight. It, but didn't he earn it against OSP before that Usada Nixon happened? I mean, well, he before that, that before that, yes, but but no, it's just, but it's another a mistake. You're going to say he doesn't deserve it, and he could be eligible to fight in New York City in a fight where Connor can't fight. Rousey's not there. You're not. Disney's at two hundred four. You're gonna have Mighty Mouse main eventing it. No. no. Who's Who's the best? Rockhold. Rockhold Weidman. Rockhold Weidman or Overeem win in thirteen seconds uh, in two weeks' time. Jones and Jones or Rumble versus DC in New York City is your best bet for an event at this point. A, a New Yorker 
in Madison Square Garden with Chris Weidman against Luke Rockhold makes a lot of That's sense. It. If Jones is available for 205, he's on 205. Uh, you can you can take 100%. my money right now, yeah, I will absolutely. tell you. If John Jones is available to fight at 205, he's fighting at 205. And he would, would fight Anthony. Do, what would you do? I mean, the, I'm doing Rumble. Do I'd put him against Rumble. I think you have to do Rumble. If you give him DC, I don't think DC agrees to the fight. Is the best title to be defended at 205. I don't think DC or, agrees or to the fight, weight. though. Or welterweight if George St. Pierre is not coming back. You got to get DC. Is your the key, though, is Ryan. You got to get DC to agree to the fight, and I don't think he takes the fight with John. There's too him and Rumble have both said there's too many what ifs. What? Well, even actually, they even both came up today and said UFC stopped coddling him. Yeah, I think that I think he said gonna, it. I, uh, personally, I think we're going to see Rumble DC. Daniel said I it last night. John Jones is going to be a co-main fight, and John Jones is going to pick or whoever. And it's probably going to be a quick fight, and we're going to see Super Bowl weekend, or maybe even March, uh, Jones fighting for that strap uh, against Rumble. I think Rumble uh, Jones is inevitable, but I think that we're going to see it for the strap, not for number one. I don't know, man. Selling Rumble DC2 is, is not... It's no, There's nothing to it to me. You got a guy, he hit... I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Just because of how it went down. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Uh, DC destroyed him. Because you guys got to think that there have been times when they've put cards together and they got to do a main event. And who's your main event? 205. Well, right now. Like, right, hold right on. now. Who are you? <laughs> He doesn't know this. Right nope. now, <laughs> right now, that are your best boat. That are your best bets for now, 205. Hold, hold on a second. Let Dave finish his thought first, and then we'll we'll go into what you were saying. So, the first time around, Rumble in DC, Rumble gets one strike in basically the whole fight. Yeah, there was a little bit of back and forth, but what, it's the same thing that right. we've seen happen when DC fought Anderson. DC picked him up. DC dropped him, DC took him to the ground, and abused him the entire fight. And Rumble not only hit DC... Rumble hit DC with with the hardest shot he could, and couldn't put the guy away. So, at that point... How many times? But we've seen guys in in a rematch... (laughs) (laughs) We have a different outcome. Yeah. You're right. I, I agree. But I'm saying you're trying to sell the fight to people. Trying to sell the fight off of a guy who True. hit who hit yeah. somebody as hard as they could and could not put him away and then got choked out in the second round. Trying to sell that rematch isn't Rumble Johnson isn't Conor McGregor. He's not going to sell fights just by talking about it. I would rather see him fight John Jones. If he beats John Jones, that is what sells him in DC too. You got the guy that finally was able to beat John Jones, right? And if he knocks him out, but and I'm not against, uh, I'm not against that. <laughs> what I'm, but like, but what do you do though for 205? Jones Rumble. Jones and Rumble. No, no belt in your No set, belt. So no. You're gonna have Come a on. healthy champion, and you're gonna put an interim title on the line. Like, you don't even have to put an interim title on the line. Just. But the champion's healthy. Why do you have an interim championship if the champion's healthy and is able to fight? Because you got to still like, square the, You got to still square this up. You, well, if you do Jones and Rumble, you don't have to. The, the fairness would be to throw DC Jones in New York what have and, they sell, done? and have Rumble waiting for those two guys. To yeah, but we up. all we all what know. Have, what have they done with Connor for the past year? Right, we all know about fairness. Fairness doesn't yeah. mean shit. It's the fight game. 
as much as I sit here, as much as I sit here and floating around and you have a healthy champion, it just kind of gets weird. I agree. You're, you, I'm not saying you're wrong, but if you take away the interim title, you take the interim title and you throw it away. I'm a hundred percent with you guys. But I need to see what the UFC does with that belt. If the UFC says it's not for an interim title shot, I'm a hundred percent with you guys. Why if might the not UFC even happen, says boys. it's going to be for yeah. an interim belt, I'm going to have issues. I mean, we're talking about a what if on a guy who's still technically suspended. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we still can... have to be, we still have to wait to see what's going right. to happen with his suspension. And he could have a retroactive six month suspension and not be able to fight till December and all this. Arguing his move. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's the giant yeah. what if with John Jones, but you're right, it was an interesting which it's an interesting thing. Makes, which all of a sudden makes tool five even more interesting. <laughs> right. So let's get some uh, let's get some final thoughts and we can get up out of here. We know you got a another show to go to. Um, you had a couple of couple of things you wanted to, yeah. to shout out real quick, Ryan. I'll go ahead and let you have that moment. Yeah, um, I just want to uh, just want to give a quick uh, happy birthday to my uh, my beautiful wife Kara. Yep, uh, I love you so much. Even though you are a Dominic Cruz fan, I will always stand by your side, California kid forever. And um, I also just want to say to all the Canadian listeners or Try to the Hip listeners, thank you so much, Gord Downey, for all the years of amazing music. Thank you so much for all you've done. Uh, your battle with brain cancer will not soon be forgotten by uh, by anyone. And uh, missing so much of uh, UFC two to see that final uh, Trader Club concert was uh, it was worth it to see that last performance. Happy birthday, Kara! Yeah, happy birthday! Pass that along to your wife and for guys, us. She sticks around with me, and uh, I made her a Conor McGregor fan, so she can't be all that bad. If she's putting up with you, she's got to be a good woman. We already knew that Absolutely. much, anyway. I mean, she still loves you, even though you were rocking a Lemmy stash. Oh, amen. <laughs> Dave, final thoughts? Um, you know, um, rocking and working it back. Ryan talked about the the guy uh, with suffering through brain cancer right now. Yep. Um, I got to give a shout out to Everett's family right now. Yeah. They're, um, his mom had surgery to remove a tumor in her stomach, and the cancer is still spreading. Yeah. And it's um, she's going in for chemo and stuff and to fight for her life. And, and Bonnie's a woman I love very, very much. Same. And um, on top of that, his sister-in-law, Jimmy's wife, um, is now in hospice care overnight. The cancer went to her brain as well. Oh, my it, God. It literally dude. happened yesterday. Oh, man, and I didn't know that. That family is going through hell right now. And uh, just... To let them know that we love them, absolutely, we're by their side, and if there's anything we can ever do, yeah. Know. So that that stuff uh, really just happened. I have never, yeah, uh, I never, I never met those those two people. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are definitely with Thank them. Thank you. Thank uh, you. In this hard time, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't know about Everett's sister-in-law. Just found out last night. I've, I've known about his mom and everything like that. Uh, I've known his mom and dad for a very long time. We. Should, very close with his family and so wonderful people they are they're two of the, his parents are two of the greatest people I've ever met I mean they put up with those boys and the hell that they right. fucking cost five boys. five boys two of them twins <laughs> so absolutely our thoughts and prayers to the, with the Very entire much. Hawkins family um yeah I, I'm kind of speechless right now so I'm gonna call it a show for for Dave and Ryan we're gonna wrap things up here thank you guys as always for listening 
Make sure you're on the Facebook page checking for any late breaking news in between episodes. We'll be back next week with a full breakdown of the UFC on Fox card. For Ryan Dempsey and David Van Boglin, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.